Right, okay. If you're just floppy. Oh, I'm not. I'm never floppy, mate. Um, no, I'm, I'm, I'd, I'd like to think I'm fairly stiff <laughs> while I'm doing it. <laughs> um, I, I'm, I'm doing it proper, like, two-footed, two-footed idiot style, though. I can't do any of that fancy boxing, skipping from one foot to the other jazz. I'm not oh, Apollo oh, Creed. No, nah, it's, it's two, two feet videos. up and down in the air, man. I'm, I'm dreadful at it. I'll, I'll, I'll send you some videos of what you do, right? The challenges oh. you. All right, okay. I did a hunt. My, my record is 150 skips. Woo! <laughs> is that spread out over a week? No, <laughs> thanks. That's, a, that's about a week's worth of practice to get to that point right enough. Welcome to Gains and Pains with Scott McLaughlin and Colin McGibbon in association with Just Train and a ton of coffee, where we get together each week to talk health, fitness and some absolute nonsense. Uh, go. We're back. Huh. Episode 46. I don't know if you say so, man. I don't know. I, I genuinely couldn't tell you what day it's anymore. Uh, I think it's episode 46 and I think we've almost caught up with the Fast and Furious franchise <laughs> Their quality I, I is think arguably, we're almost there Their quality is <laughs> arguably much less enjoyable than ours though Aye, Vin Diesel and The Rock are now 75 years old but they're still <laughs> jumping out buildings and driving fast cars to get to their bingo before it shuts <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm saying I don't know what day it is but I do because this is the only actual normal part of my week is doing the podcast I, on a Tuesday <laughs> you know that's the thing that I've got people like my, my week's usually structured around uh, Christina that I PT three times a week Monday, Wednesday, Friday yeah I've got you on a Tuesday so and I'm like that right okay that's the majority of the week taken care of in terms of my structure yeah last week she wasn't feeling well so she's like oh I'll train Monday um, and then we was going to train Monday and then she wasn't feeling well so we moved it to Tuesday and then she had to nip out um, I can't mind what for, but then so they could move to Wednesday. See Tuesday night, I had lost track of what universe we were in. <laughs> Kirsty's like, "Oh, can you feed Bear?" So I nipped into the kitchen, and he's where his in the utility room where the washing machine is. Had all the bags of food are above the washing machine. Aye. I've walked in, two scoops of his dinner into the in his bowl. Walked into the kitchen, he put some water in it. Looked in his food bowl. There's two scoops of dad's soap powder <laughs> put in. <laughs> Trying to kill your dog? Uh, Trying to clean up his diet. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh. Here we go. Uh, um, and uh, I looked at him like that. Uh, I, I, I need to get... It's amazing my hands when you lose structure for two days. <laughs> it's lost but, structure for about uh, nine weeks now. It doesn't matter what it is. Nah, exactly. Uh, so what are you doing coaching-wise online then? How does it work? Um, I'm doing a lot. I can still all online coaching in the sense of writing training programs for folk, kettlebell stuff. tutorial videos. What's that? The kettlebell stuff I get, right? Because people all have bells at home. But like, see the likes of that Russian chick. She came into yeah. the gym. So like the folk that usually come into the gym to train, how are you How are you doing that online? Um, when, this is where a wee bit of forward planning came, kind of reading ahead. Um, I kind of anticipated the shutdown of the gym. Mm-hmm. So... On the Friday when they made the announcement, about right. four hours, that was five o'clock they made that announcement for the gyms to shut. At uh, 11 o'clock that day, I had Christina in for a session and I just went like that. There's a pair of dumbbells and there's two kettlebells. Oh, really? I'll take them up the road with you just because I've got a funny feeling that there's going to be an announcement this weekend. Just just trust me. And she went, no, 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 I'll be fine, I'll be fine. I went, just trust me. Six hours later, I got a text message. Oh, okay, you were right. <clears throat> Can we do video call training on Monday? Yep, no problem. So I still PT her uh, from our living room or our back garden. Um, oh, cool. So it's just basically like, kettlebell swings, overhead squats, presses. It's been cool though because what I've probably learned more from coaching Christina than I have anybody else as a coach because what's been really cool is the language barrier. Obviously, she's Russian, so English is her, English is her second language. Yeah and trying to explain things and, and I've not had that much time with her in terms of to be able to coach so we can understand so if I say right Colin um, you know 
bridge your hips up or whatever like that that can make sense to you but somebody, yeah. somebody that's new might go what so it's been a cool real learning curve for both of us nice um, one well again you can, you, you can then take all these things back into the gym then when it reopens so, do you know what I mean all right. these things that you're learning by coaching online and having to think slightly differently so like we were talking about yeah. last week with the adapting yourself you know you're having to adapt from a professional standpoint, so you can take that on board when you're actually face to face with people again in the gym. Uh, the one thing I've noticed is, look, in the gym, I might shout, "Keep your back straight, Colin," but seeing a video call, mm-hmm. it doesn't work as well because if you get ten folk, the audio clicks. So if you're doing a group class, right? Aye, that was going to be my next question. Then one on one, I can get my head around. But you do the thing in the Saturday morning and stuff. Still, how does that yeah. work? Because, like, in, in my experience of mass Zoom calls, it's utter carnage man like the other week with the pub quiz before you muted everyone I was having a nervous breakdown in my kitchen just because it was so much I feedback <laughs> no to be honest with the kettlebells there's not that much noise feedback coming through right um, which was actually alright um, with that what we what usually do is if I'm going to give out a coaching cue um, I'll go around before we start the exercise I'm like alright Colin <clears throat> you're on say 32k swings for 3 minutes Um Fee, you're going to do this exercise. Lynn, you'll do this one. Nick, you'll do that one. So go around. Every, I name I name the person first yeah. so they can hear that and go, oh, yeah. pay attention. Then do that. And then when I'm coaching, rather than saying, keep your back straight, Colin, what is that, Colin? Keep your back straight on the swing. Look. Aye. Yep. <clears throat> if I get, I've noticed that I've got to give the person's name first. Yeah, so, they, so that then they can twig. Oh. Yep. Yeah, that makes and sense. And they can kick them in. So it's, it's been interesting that way in terms of becoming efficient with coaching. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and even just communicating the exercises and what I mean because mm-hmm. you don't realise in the gym how much you've actually just even just empty hand demonstration mm-hmm. yep and then when you're sitting there going like that uh, I mean if I want if any coach wants a challenge sit on your hands or sit with a coffee and coach without demonstrating anything <laughs> that's how you're doing in your online sessions there I just sit on the couch in your pants <laughs> coffee cup <laughs> <laughs> well sit on my couch with Renee pants and a coffee cup I mean, <laughs> I'm an eco PT these days. I'm all about saving the environment, so the less electricity and washing we use, the better. I don't you know? like you not having <laughs> pants on saves the environment, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Scott just panned his camera, camera to his crotch, <laughs> and I can confirm, no pants and a tiny, tiny penis. Um, yeah. So I camera angle. What <laughs> camera angle? <laughs> it's like face on. It's all about perspective. <laughs> Straight down, straight down the barrel of the gun. He's <laughs> 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 now spraying coffee across his iPad. Um, yeah, no, that's quite interesting though. Like you're having to think differently and stuff and adapt to what you're doing. Aye. So it can only be a good thing, I suppose. It means it just gives you yeah. more options when you're back in kind of one-on-one with mm-hmm. people and stuff. Um, so, no, I'm good fun. Aye, and Brian's back training, apparently. I know. Wait, that's Apparently, well, I think he just moved. The, I think he moved his kettlebells out the garage and in the kitchen, and that was the workout. <laughs> you know, I'm still, I'm he's still, a wee skipper. Yeah, he's I've a been, wee skipping this morning. Aye. Have you ever seen Brian try to skip? No, I can't imagine he's any worse than me though. Because I've been skipping a he lot the about, past few weeks, and I suck at it. He gets about two or three in a row, and then he trips himself up, and then he starts shouting and swearing for twenty minutes. Sounds again. Sounds familiar. Yes. <laughs> I spent said to Brian yesterday I spend most of my time skipping just like whipping myself in the toes and swearing at it <laughs> I'm rubbish at it you doing it barefoot? no so there's trainers on I'm doing it outside but I'm still whipping myself in the feet it's just annoying Aye. it's not sore it's just irritating because I'm crap at it I mean when I first started martial arts what again end of the spars you go and skip lighter on the feet so I'm skipping every day and I remember I remember being at the Lagoon Leisure Centre where the martial arts class was and finished training went down to the gym done a couple of hours weight training and conditioning stuff went for a lot of sauna and that and then went for a shower and as I came out <laughs> standing in the shower getting dry or standing out in the chain room getting dried and oh you Jesus Christ what the fuck happened to you son and I went in and I had like whip marks of the skipping ropes <laughs> people looked as if I had been bent over and cane for hours <laughs> all these whip marks across my backside I'm like that woo Aye. Aye, no. a, I, yeah, I, I don't, I'm not good at it at all. My, my nine-year-old child just stands and looks at me, judging me like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> Send me a video because 
skipping, you've actually got to put a wee bit of kind of core, like a bit of tightness in your body, so you've got that kind of arm like a rigid spring. Yeah, okay. If you're just floppy. Oh, I'm not. I'm never floppy, mate. Um, no, I'm not, I'd, I'd like to think I'm fairly stiff <laughs> while I'm doing it. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm doing it proper, like two-footed, two-footed idiot style, though. I can't do any of that fancy boxing, skipping from one foot to the other jazz. I'm not oh, Apollo oh, Creed. No, nah, it's, it's two, two feet videos. up and down in the air, man. I'm, I'm dreadful at it. I'll, I'll, I'll send you some videos of what you do, right? The challenges oh. you. All right, okay. I did a hunt. My, my record is 150 skips. Woo! <laughs> is that spread out over a week? No, <laughs> thanks. That's, a, that's my week's worth of practice to get to that point right enough. I was doing all right with my, my old washing line skipping rope. That was that one. And then I went and stole one out of the gym. And then it was crap again. <laughs> well, I've, I've been practicing the harmonica for two months and it took, it's taken take two months to get to the two bars yeah totally <laughs> and can I just say it. folks I I am now an, an official recording artist <laughs> thanks to Colin here who what did you do to it? <laughs> you, you'd sent me two wee clips of you playing like your, your wee separate bars yesterday so I just I put them both together and looped them about and then put a groove over the top. <laughs> just because I was practising as well, so. Just record that. The jam will happen one day. Yeah, man, totally. Like, probably I, the I, time I, I get arthritis, my fingertips is <laughs> 75 or something. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, put, I'll put it over the over the end credits or something in the show. <laughs> so people can hear no, it. No, you better not. <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, it was good fun though. I mean, uh, that's what I was saying before. Like, it's good for you to be. It's good for anyone who, who is a coach or a teacher or whatever to go back to that position of being. Oh man, I'm crap at this, and having to work right. at things and then go through <clears throat> that frustration again because it's really easy if you're coaching or teaching or whatever to just go again. <laughs> my nine year old child watching me skip. Why can't you do this? This is really easy. <laughs> to be in that position of this is really difficult. Why can't I do this? It's always good to mm-hmm. go back to. Um, I'm doing it from a sort of recording point of view. I don't. I, I've been doing lots of the playing side of things. Generally, fine. I can do that. But actually, physically recording stuff and trying to mix it and edit it, I'm I'm pish at it because I've never really done it. So it's good uh, to be in that position of just going, ah, oh, all right, that button does that. Cool. Do you know what I mean? Just uh, play about with things and, and be in that learning zone again. It makes you rethink mm-hmm. how you then approach it as a as an educator. Uh, it's it's cool though because it's. <clears throat> I mean, hold that thought. I'm don't just wait two seconds. Back in the, the jiffy. All right, recording again. Back. Um, sorry, I, posting came um, the door with hundreds of parcels. Then, what are we talking about? I, I just learning doing something that you're shit at. It's yeah. It's kind of cool because most sports I can. Look, the movement stuff, I can go like, okay, and, and I think I've spoken about this before, I can pick it up reasonably quickly. Yeah. But this, and I'm thinking, harmonica, you're breathing in, and you're breathing out, and you're just essentially inhale, exhale. <laughs> Slide your mouth five millimetres to the right or to the left. That's, that's the trick though, isn't it? And that, so when you think about that, breathe in, breathe out, it's not difficult. Yeah. We do it to survive. <laughs> we do it. And we don't even think about it. And then see yesterday when I was trying to put the two bars together. Yeah. With that, with the on the the fourth note and the exhale with the first bar into the exhale of the second bar. It's like <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, I'm actually going to inhale this harmonica yeah. and choke on it. It's because you're having to do it in a, in a set way. It's like you, yes, you breathe in and breathe out all the time, but you're not thinking about it, you're not doing it in any kind of Aye. particular rhythm. As soon as you have to change one aspect of that. You're just like, uh, what? That doesn't work. But it's been cool. I mean, even the slack line as well. Uh, yeah, I've been enjoying spent, those videos. Spent one, hour, spent one hour on it just to get like five steps. <laughs> and it's like, if you said to somebody you're going to, I mean, the number of people that have came for kettlebell coaching over the years, and because kettlebell, you know yourself, kettlebell isn't easy. Yeah. There's a, it's not just like a barbell, you can essentially just pick it up. And that's, I'm not slating barbells, but they are technically easier to learn than kettlebells yeah. because they're almost in a fixed position in the hand but not that kind of dynamic movement where they're yep. slipping about and over the wrist so and it's the way it's centred in your hand where the kettlebells off centre so you then got to adjust your arm position and stuff yeah, yeah, so there's, there's a little bit more to it in terms of a skill aspect and people come in there like that after an hour I still can't get that swing right and you're like 
Uh huh. What? 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 People have we've almost got this kind of. There's so many people have got this kind of. I think they've got a God-given right now that. Well, I expect after 15 minutes I should be at professional level. And you're oh, like, absolutely, man. No, no. It's just you be shit for a long, long time. Yeah, it's that attitude of just <laughs> wanting that instant gratification, isn't it? You need need stuff done mm-hmm. straight away and just want to be good at stuff straight away. And we're all guilty no. of it. Um, but and it's, it's still it's getting through that mindset and and just breaking that mentality of wanting everything done straight away and just going all right you just need to embrace the fact that this is going to be shit for a really long time i, I think it's <laughs> i seen something yesterday and it got, me, it got me thinking and it was and it was somewhat almost if you can find i think pleasure and enjoyment out of that out of the struggle yeah then that's when you get to enjoy it it's not about for me, this isn't about being able to play a really cool bluesy song, mm-hmm. and in five years' time, sitting with you putting a weekend up and putting the drumstick or something like that. Yeah, yeah. The, the, for me, the enjoyment is getting to that stage. It's, yeah. it's the whole process of the journey. It's hundred percent, man. That's 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 learning an instrument. because uh, ultimately, you're never going to get to that end point. Because there isn't an no. end point. There isn't an end point. There's <laughs> always something you can There's do always better, something right? new to learn. There's always something you can improve on. So, and again, you can take that into to any walk of life. The minute you think you've done everything and know everything, then you, you're you wrong. Walk away. You're wrong because well, your attitude's I, wrong. Then, um, you do. You just have to enjoy the process, as you say. That's that's the whole key yeah. to it. Because the minute you stop enjoying that, then it just becomes a chore. And that's what <coughs> I, I say to kids all the time. I say to Lucy all the time with, with the viola now. Just make it a habit. Just make it something you do every day. Make it part of your day that you just go and practice. And, and again, the same can be applied to a sport or whatever else. Like if you want to get good at something, you need to do it on a regular basis. So through all this, like on, online teaching and stuff, um, during this, I've been putting up kind of weekly videos, weekly challenge videos, right? Where yeah. I just film myself at a pad with a pair of sticks because kids won't have drum kits at home for the most part. And I've just been filming like rudimental stuff, like single strokes, double strokes, whatever else, right? And just say, go and practice these with a metronome, see how you get on. And what I've been saying is like, if you've got a pair of sticks and a pad or even just a pair of sticks, have them lying about somewhere that you know you're going to walk by. And every time you walk by them, exactly, pick it up, do a couple of minutes, then go about your day. And if you do that every time you walk by them, over the course of the day, that's all going to add up. You're not going to end up like an hour's practice or something. Do you know what I mean? And I used to do the same now and again, like we've said about it before with the pull-up bar. Get the pull-up bar in the kitchen. So every time I'd walk in the kitchen, couple of pull-ups, couple of chin-ups, whatever else. Every time you're in the kitchen, just do them. And over the course of the day, that adds up. But it means you're not sitting down going, I need to do an hour's practice. I need to do a hundred (laughs) chin-ups. It's like, that's never going to happen. It's never going to happen. And I think a lot of people that, Dependent, there's always something that comes up. If you've got kids, then you know very reliable you have one hour block of mm-hmm. pr- proper focused time. There's always going to be, Daddy, Dad, Dad, help me with that, Dad, yeah. Dad, ah, I'm stuck down the toilet, Dad, ah, <laughs> I built something in the, in the carpet, Dad, ah, where's the toilet roll? There's always going to be something that's under. So to get that one hour is virtually, it's almost like that. You, it's like, it's a myth. It's like the Yeti, it doesn't exist. <laughs> that perfect hour of practice doesn't exist. And that's why um, when the kids were out here for the week, I had said, kind of tidying up one of the days, and Abby went and stick, stick the harmonica in the drawer, and I yeah. just leave it out in the arm of the sofa. So every time I walk past you, yep. we shot, we grab it. Even if it's just a 30-second practice, it's still just... And all, all it is, right now, I'm trying to I'm gradually get into where I can have a couple of weeks and I'll be rough and that'll get them. I'm like, okay, that's working. Then yeah. there's a couple of other wee bits where I'm trying to focus on the single holes. Yeah. And that's that, that, I'm starting to get maybe, I think I'm up to about three out of ten now. Yeah. Whereas before, I was like, <laughs> that doesn't sound like a single hole. And then it'd be like, and I finally managed to get one of them. Like, oh, right. Even just some people were saying if you just change the angle so that your lips block out the other holes. Yeah. So if you're kind of holding it horizontal, you still get the hole kind of width of your mouth. But if you start to angle it slightly, ah, you're narrowing the bottom up and the top lip start to block out the holes. And yeah. I'm like, yeah. And then eventually you can start to kind of straighten it back out again. So it's just working on wee things like that. Yeah. Like, That's what I really like. Look. And it's almost for me the harmonica is a kettlebell again. 
I would work on the backswing just and all I would focus on is transferring that weight onto the front foot on the snatch. Yeah. I would just focus on that little bit of that exhale at the top. So it's just taking one tiny wee component. Mm-hmm. And it, it's, it's been cool. It's been good fun. Uh, yeah, no. if you've got the if you've got that mentality like you do, and like any musician certainly does, of just getting into that the minutiae of it, and and having that sort of just single minded attitude of right, I'm going to work on this, and I'm going to work on it until it's right, kind of thing. You kind of need that. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. the whole like thing, like um, they're letting all all musicians to some degree are on the spectrum. Do you know what I mean? Spectrum, just to, yeah. to have that single-minded focus just to block everything else out yeah and just and and work on whatever it is you're working on um and it'll be the same way same with sportsmen and stuff as well i suppose at sports at men and women um you just need that focus example is michael phelps in the summer oh yeah totally just and then look at tom stoltman in fact this weekend tom stoltman's going for the world record Mm -hmm. atlas stone after hasn't he yep talk about that yep um aye so all right, okay. Let's 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 skip on to the actual show now. And things we're going to talk about. Uh, well, we, were, we were kind of talking about it. Um, I was going to talk. I was going to bring up uh, about accelerated learning curve. Right. So I messaged you the other night. They're feeling very very excited that I've booked my first ever music lesson at thirty nine year old. Yeah, man. So favorite weekend of bluesy harmonica playing guy Jazzy Smith that does a one man band um, over in Byron Bay in Australia. Um, if you've been in the gym, you've probably heard me playing his stuff. Mm-hmm. It's good. Uh, really cool tunes, really funky stuff. The guy is ridiculously talented. How he can juggle shakers to a beat while playing a guitar <laughs> and a at the same time, you're kind of like, really, mate? <laughs> and a box drum, and you're like, right, come on. But I thought to myself, do you know what? What do I always tell everybody? If you want to learn, if you want to, when you're starting off in fitness, yeah, you can plod away for weeks, months, years, or invest a little bit of time and money and get a coach. Even if it's just for one session, just to work on your technique. Yeah. Um, one guy I used to coach in kettlebells, he came back to me the other week there, asking if I would just do some tutorial work with him on his kettlebell swing. Uh, just, the, just the two-handed swing and that was it. And I was like, yeah, sure. Now, you pay me this fee or whatever you can, and you're, you're basically hiring one hour of my time if you send me a five-minute video and it takes me five minutes to watch it, three minutes to take notes and say another seven minutes to um, to give feedback, you've now got 45 minutes left yeah. to then do another upload. So it means that you can get multiple feedback sessions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, all right, you need to screw your feet in the ground, keep your toes are coming up slightly. Okay, your, your lats, you're losing the lat engagement and stuff. And he's like, oh, I didn't realise there's so much information to it. And straight away, within about three sessions and about, I think, about 26 minutes, he was like, oh, wow, what a difference. Um, I can really feel my hamstrings working. I can feel all the muscles in my feet. That's so much harder now, but I can feel that my back's not getting fried and my, my grip's working better now and I feel, mm-hmm. oh, I feel tight in my body. And you're like, yeah. that was 26 minutes he's used so far and he's got so much out of it. And then I thought to myself, why am I sitting here giving it, <laughs> not having a clue what the hell I'm doing? Uh, and I downloaded, I, did, I downloaded um, Judy Smith's kind of like video or um, audio tutorial. Yeah. But it's just like we kind of like one minute tutorial things and it. it's just, it doesn't really put it all together. But I thought to myself, I'm going to, I'm going to practice that. So I've been working with that and then I thought, do you know what? I could do with some kind of like one-on-one teaching. Right. So I messaged them the right there and they replied back saying, yeah, cool, yeah, we can do a Zoom call. Here's my fee, let's do that for one hour will be more than enough to get you going. So did you just get in touch with him off your own back kind of thing? Or did you, was he advertising lessons uh, or whatever? Did you just, just, just do you know what, I'm going to ask him, just chance it? Just ask. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> What's the worst thing can happen? He's always talking about, he's always, when he does his wee tutorial clips, he's always saying, look, if you've downloaded my, uh, downloaded my tutorial stuff, get in touch, let me know how you're getting on. So. Yeah. <clears throat> I tell him some stuff and we've been chatting away and then I thought, you know what, I'm just going to ask him for some help. Aye, absolutely. And he went, yeah, we'll sort out the time in the next week or so and we'll get that booked in, mate. And I'm like, oh, that's my kid, man. That's cool. So, nah. But that's the thing, like, the accelerated learning curve. People often ask me, why did you travel to Slovenia and Russia for kettlebell training when they've got courses in Glasgow, Edinburgh, Manchester, London? I went, yeah. oh, no offence, but at the time, the standard in the UK was shit. Mm-hmm. And if I'm being totally honest, the actual education standard, now I'm not saying 
the, the standard of lifters, just in case anybody takes a huff with me. There's a lot, there's some, there's absolutely world class lifters in the UK now. We've got some of the best lifters in the world in Scotland and in England. And, but in terms of learning the material, the knowledge, and the data that you can get in there, we just don't have it. Yeah. I mean, sport only really came to the UK 2010. Right. Started to kind of grow 2012, 2013, then it's kind of where it is now. Yeah. But I thought to myself, well, I can learn from these guys that have got maybe like 1% of knowledge and that's it. Or why don't you just go to the source? It's like being a footballer, you get the opportunity to go to Plastic Thistle or you can travel to Barcelona and spend like a week there. Yeah. Where are you going to go? Well, and that's, I mean, certainly not made it hell. No. <laughs> and I ended up, the first time I went to Russia, uh, I ended up going to a big kind of compound where they were having this kind of like Russian federal martial games and uh, with all these different sports. And I remember sitting in a hotel in a kind of, kind of, kind of lodge bedroom and I remember, in such a kind of defining moment, I just sat there and I looked about and I'm going, there's, I think there was five guys. There was Sergei Rachinsky, who is an honoured coach of Russia. That's a title given by the government. Right. Uh, Guinness Book of World Records holder and multiple world champion. I'm like, right, okay, not bad. Then I look and there's um, Alexander Kostov, who was my coach at the time. Yep. Um, multiple world and European champion. Honored master of sport again, the highest title one, the highest title you can get in the sport. And I'm going, all right, cool. And then I'm looking, and there were three other coaches that are all world record holders, honor coaches, and stuff. And you're like, if that was in the football, folk go, what kind of is that good? And I went, well, in the football sense, if you want to become a manager, it's like you're sitting in a room with, say, Bobby Robson, um, Johan Cruyff. Uh, Pep Guardiola, Fabio Capello, all the best other managers in the mm. world. You know, like, can I say the five best managers in history? Aye. And you're sitting there going like that. I'm sitting in a room with basically the five legends of the sport. <laughs> and I'm like, wow. And I remember Sergio Rachinsky brought out this uh, notebook and his laptop and he went, and he and he's like, and he switched the TV off and he went, no watch shitball. He referred to football, it was shitball. <laughs> and he went, no watch uh, shitball study and I looked down at this notebook and his laptop and he went these are my notes and here's all the, the kind of results of every competition in Russia for the last 10 years Jeez. now to put it into perspective in one 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 region in Russia they might have a competition where there's over 500 athletes right. we've never had that in the whole of the UK <laughs> <laughs> The whole of UK's biggest competition was 134 that we had in Glasgow back in 2013. Right. So you're like, right, and I mean, there's tens of thousands, of, there's tens of thousands worth of data, and you're like, Jesus. It seems excessive. The information, they're looking at, looking at the progress of the sport and the development stuff, and you're right. like, this is an absolute ton of information. And then we were driving back to St. Petersburg from Moscow, sitting at a roadside cafe, and then another absolute world record holder, Denis Vasiliev, just sits down and goes like, right, Scott, um, you're a kind of senior instructor for Scotland. Here's a here's a kind of roadmap and a blueprint for developing the sport for Scotland and how you should build it up. And I'm like, wow. Right. And this guy just sat having a burger and a coffee at a roadside cafe where we're putting fuel in the car. Yeah. Just totally open up and just, boom. and you're like, this is fast. This is like, a, and I'm like, well, how much do you want for this? And he went, nothing. Just go home, teach and train. That's all I'm asking. Yeah. And it was through the thinking that these guys love their sport so much and that there's a kind of passion behind it. And, I came back and I mean, for about six months after it, my mind was blown. It still is the amount of information that they handed out in that one week period. Yeah. And then I went back about a year or two later for a week long training course. And again, you're sitting there and I think they brought in seven world record holders and world champions and experts in their fields. And you're mm -hmm. sitting there going, this is phenomenal. Yeah. Just the amount of information and where you went from, you went, from there to there in the space of a week and just in your knowledge and understanding. Aye. No, it, de it does it definitely pays to seek out the kind of the best level education you can in terms of stuff like that. Yeah. Um, as you say, if you're just kind of always at local level, then you'll be a local level 
whatever you're doing, uh-huh. athlete or whatever, if you want to accelerate yourself and improve yourself, then you do. You need to, you need to seek out more advanced teaching and advanced education in whatever whatever realm you're currently dealing with. You know. Um, uh, absolutely, and it's it's amazing just how uh, somebody that's better than you always seek out somebody better than you. And if you can find that little bit of tweaker information in your lap, oh. 100%. That's, that's, an, that's an ego thing though. A lot of people won't want to do that because they always want to be the big fish. I, I, I always look at it, I, I love playing in bands and stuff or, or any musical situation where I'm the shittest one there kind of thing, do you know what I mean? Because it makes you up your game. If you're, if you're constantly, if you can put your ego aside and go, do you know what, I want to train with better people or gig with better people, then it's going to make you better. Because you need to yeah. improve yourself to try and catch up with where they are. Whereas if you're if you if you're so driven by your own ego that you want to be the best, you want to be the, the big fish all the time, the big Johnny Johnny Big Boss, whatever. Then you're only ever uh, going to get to that certain level, and you see it all the time. Do you know what I mean? Uh, all the time, every discipline and every pursuit. It's, yeah. Mm, who was it? It's uh, what's he saying? You're the you're the sum of the five, or you're the average of the five people that you hang about with the most, or something like that. And it's oh Jesus, don't tell me that. It's one of it's one of I, I know. <laughs> I'm like that, right? <laughs> For you, Brian, <laughs> cursing the kids, and I'm like that, right? Um, aye. I don't think I hang about with five people. <laughs> No, like on a regular basis, it's like you, Brian, Fee, and Lucy. I'm the fifth person. Aye, and then, oh, wait a minute, Bear's probably the person I spend the most time with. Out of anybody, so I'm averagely a dog. Yeah, figures. Oh man. Aye. Um. Right. Um. I was going to talk about something. You made me forget what it was now. Oh. Aye, so re- rewinding like approximately 25 minutes now. Stoltman. Stoltman, yeah. You watched the Stoltman thing at the weekend. So, world's, <laughs> world's ultimate strongman. Don't look at you getting all smug, yeah. you dick. Calm yourself down for a minute. Oh, such a twat. Um, so, <laughs> world's ultimate strongman. People are organising a whole series of things over the summer, right? So, it was the Thor deadlift the other week, right? And then Saturday afternoon there, Luke Stoltman, who seems like a genuinely lovely, lovely guy. Yeah. Obviously, Stoltman brothers, Luke and Tom, from up, uh, where is it they stay again? Invergordon, that's where my, my, my uncle stays there. Right. My, my uncle stays up there, so. Well, get him some tickets, tickets for the next one. Um, Aye. Scotland's strongest brothers, um, record breakers and all the rest of it, first two brothers to make the finals, the world's strongest man. Um, so... Luke was doing or attempting the log press world record on Saturday afternoon there, which was two hundred and thirty kilos. Um, the what's the what's the record just now? Is it two eighteen, two twenty two, or something like that? Big Z's had it for like two twenty eight by Big Z. Is it two twenty eight? Aye. Right. Okay. I thought it was less than that because I'm sure he went for that at the um, SFN the other year and missed it. Maybe it was 2.30 he was trying to do. Anyway, it doesn't matter, right? So Big Z's held the record for like 15 years or something, right? So Luke was going for 2.30 at the weekend and he did 2.28 or something in his gym a few weeks ago. It was at 2.27 and a half or something like that. It was up there anyway, right? Because we were talking about it the other day. Um, so you're thinking, all right, cool. He's in me a good shout here. So I was sitting watching it in the house with Lucy and Fee. We were messaging back and forward and... Uh, WhatsApp and stuff, <laughs> and he, he does his wee spiel at the start. It's a kind of video chat of a wee getting interviewed and all the rest of it. And he's just been like super British about it, super Scottish. Oh, well, you know, I'd love to do it in a way. Oh, ifs and buts and maybes and all the rest of it. And you just message me going, he's not going to do it. It's far too many maybes in there. He's no confident. I, his head's not in it. He no. <sighs> Please don't. It came across as. No, I know. I want. Do you know? For one thing, I wanted to be so wrong because we are. Like you look, Eddie Hall, we can't stand the guy, right? No. Nope. But the Stoneman brothers are just two big likable goofs that yeah, you just man. go, ah, do you know what? You've done, I, you're just two big likable guys. That you just, they're big teddy bears, and you're just like, I, I want you to do it. I really don't get me wrong. And then he's sitting in his interview. I wouldn't want to irritate either of the two of them. No, no, you wouldn't even want him to, <laughs> especially uh, Tom. Imagine he put you in a bear hug. <laughs> you're not going to do that. A unit, man. 
Aye. Uh, but it was just his interview and it well, I'm a big I'm a big Arnold Schwarzenegger fan of it and I we know Arnie's got a kind of checkered past of <laughs> his house made and stuff, right? And everything. But but in terms of his work ethic, if you look at his work ethic in terms of his mentality and that, you can't fault the guy. Yeah. Uh, if oh, you read definitely. if you read his book, you're That's like amazing. His mindset is just wow. And what I don't know if you've seen his graduation speech. Ah, I've seen it online, yeah. Aye, you know, listen, it's brilliant. Um he just done one for the class of twenty twenty and you're like spot on, mate. Ah, he's amazing. Um uh, and he turned around and Arnie's always like, no, you've got to have that unwavering belief. And he, there was a thing that he'd done years ago where um, he was talking, I think I sent you the clip and this guy goes, uh, yeah, so uh, I think uh, if, I, if I become a bodybuilding champion, then maybe I could become, and he went, shut up, sit down. With that attitude, you achieve nothing, you're a loser. There's too many if, but maybe. If you, if you don't have that unwavering self-belief, then... You're, you are, you're going to be a loser, you're going to fail. And put on the video, sitting watching it with Kirsty, and it's like, yeah, I'm going to attempt this log lift uh, for the world record. I mean, uh, I'll, I'll, I'd like to do it, you know. And you could just see that he was almost too nice. Again, that's that's just a total British thing, man. It's just that you're, you don't want to you don't want to stick your head above the parapet and say, I'm going to smash this. I'm going to be amazing at this, and and see what you, see what we like about Big Fat Eddie. Do you know what I mean? He has that unwavering belief in himself that he yeah, will do oh, something. Yeah. Just that utter utter arrogance that you need to do stuff sometimes. But it's uh, so it's so programmed into us as Brits. And I'm sorry if I offend anyone by calling us British or Scottish, whatever gosh. else. Right? Jar your eyes. Portland, um, Portland and Nick, can you listen? I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, but, do you know what I mean? It's just that whole like, British mentality of like, oh, well, nicely, nicely. You just need that almost American arrogance of just going, I'm brilliant at this. I'm going to be the best in the bloody world at this. Do you know what I mean? Uh, he, do, he, he didn't have that the other day at all. That's not to say... <laughs> Kirsty's trying to pick up a bag out of the living room as quietly as possible. Shut it, Kirsty. We can hear you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it was so close, though. He was so close. Yeah. It was, it was just, just his left arm. Left arm went, didn't it? You saw as soon as he, because he cleaned it great, and then he did that wee kind of false press before he started aye. the main one. You're like, as soon as he did that, it's game over. Do you know what I mean? No, said, ah, it's done. He's, he's done it. He and then it. <laughs> when he came back out to try it again, it was like, nah, if you don't get it the first time with that weight, it's not hey, happening. There's too much. Yeah. There's too much. Too no, there's too much physical exertion with Yeah. Because he did like what, what did he warm up with? Like his opening lift was like one ninety two and a half or something. Like, one ninety two then two ten or something. Two twelve, I think. Two twelve or something. But the, the first two looked amazing. The first one went up rapid. I mean, that went up so easy, aye. and you're like that. Oh, the second one, you're going right, okay. But if you watch the second one, he's still his left arm wasn't totally. Yeah. It that, went up fast, but you can see his left arm wasn't the first perfect. lift. He held it at the top a long time before he get a down signal. Yeah. Again, like having having your referee do it over Skype, maybe not the best idea. Do you know what I mean? With the best yeah. girl in the world, there's lag there. There's lag here between there's the lag. two of us, and we're like, I don't know, fifteen miles away. <laughs> I, so you've got that lag, but also, no, this is me being a bit skeptical. No, I'm not having it. You could, would you, I mean, I'm going to, I don't know what I mean, this isn't, I'm not saying Big Z was at fault by any matter, I mean, right, but would you have, in any discipline, would you choose the current record holder to be the judge? No, not at all. No, that was the bit that got me and I'm going, right, because no. when he said that he was a judge and I'm like, wait a minute, is he not the current record holder? And you're going... I mean, could you imagine, would you have told, could you imagine Thor asking Eddie Hall to be his judge? Right. That's a very that. different story because they hate each other and Eddie Hall's a yeah. worker. <laughs> a big Z. Big seems, Z's just a big... Yeah, he seems sound, man. I don't think he'd be out to uh, screw anyone over at any point. Huh. It's funny, um, on, on a semi-related note, right? Um, Mark, down under Mark. On your wild man. Uh, G'day, mate. Got in touch yesterday, yesterday day before. Um, just saying he'd been listening to the uh, chat about Eddie Hall and Thorne that the other week. 
and uh, he'd sent a link. It's a, it's, well, it was Eddie Hollow posted it the other day, having a big rant on in, uh, YouTube, right? But um, it was a link to a, a sort of documentary-esque thing, kind of behind-the-scenes footage from the World's Strongest Man 2017. Um, hashtag. It's a handshake. Ah, you're right. We saw him dingy in a handshake and all that, but then it's one of the, the old producers from World's Strongest Man's done this kind of documentary all about how Thor was like raging at that competition and stuff and blah, 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 right? Um, yeah. It's, there, there was lots of things I hadn't seen before, but it's all stuff you knew, that like the, the whole double dipping thing with the Viking press and Thor like kicking off and all the rest of it, right? Aye. And a lot of the stuff that we said, you absolutely can't fault, right? And it's stuff we talked about the other week. He's got too many hangers on blowing smoke up his ass oh. right and then te- uh-huh. giving him bad advice right but it was the heat of competition he was raging that Eddie Hall had just beat him in regard like in the, in the Viking press Eddie Hall would have beat him regardless of how many reps Thor did Aye. Eddie, Eddie Hall Hall's, could do that all day press. long right but it was just like oh, yeah I get what they're saying but at the same time it doesn't matter anymore because Thor, he, he lost that one and he had plenty of other events to beat Eddie Holland and he didn't. He's, he's only got himself he to blame, right? Um, yeah. So, dry your eyes, which he has, and he subsequently pretty much won everything he's done since, right? But Eddie Holland's so still like, bleating on about it. Yeah. But it's you see, annoying. the it's a guy on Instagram, it's um strength coach for Thor. Um, ah, the Australian guy. Australian strength coach. Yeah. yeah. He posted up the video today and it's, have you seen the video where Eddie Hall gets the trophy and he shakes the guy in third place and he turns around and he goes to shake the hand of Thor and Thor just dingies him? Aye, aye, that's at the start of that clip, yeah. But it's fake. Oh, really? Yeah, actually, I'll send you the video, right? What it is, he actually turns to Thor first and they go like that. He turns around, they shake hands, then he turns around to the guy in third place and shakes hands. But what they've done is the way they've edited it is that he shakes the guy in third place and then he turns... And he, and he kind of leans it, puts his hand out to shake. But what they've done is they've stitched the video, so they've cut it. And then it's like, cut. And then he puts his hand out. But what they do is they actually freeze frame it. Right. And slow it right down. And then they zoom the camera in, so they still think it's moving. And he, he's posted up the two, the real video clip. Aye. And what the, the editors have done, just to create this total online rivalry Jeez. again. It's just, uh, it's just going to be endless in the run-up to this fight as well, man. It's just going to be ridiculous, isn't is, it? I've, I've been reading a lot of the comments and stuff, and it's, it's and, I, and I'm not just saying this because I hate Eddie Hall, right? But all the kind of <coughs> they've got fanboys on both sides of the oh, team, right? And but one thing I will say is the majority of the fanboys for Thor have turned around and said, "Look, aye, Thor was a wee bit petty and stuff like complaining." It wasn't good enough. He could have won other events, but you know what? He's, he's went away and he's come back as a better athlete. Mm-hmm. Eddie Hall's still bitching and moaning. Yeah. You've then got um, Eddie Hall's fanboys, which Eddie can do no wrong. Eddie could go and murder a child tomorrow and they would go, but aye, he's a legend. There, there's almost it that way that Eddie can do no wrong aye. on this planet and his fanboys will still back him. Yeah. And it's almost as if they've got this, again, that, that tunnel vision of Eddie's the greatest thing ever on this planet and you're like mm, no he's, not. <laughs> he's really not no um, how did we get back onto this again Tom Stolten Luke Stolten yeah aye so again not having a belief it just aye, he needs that that just attitude doesn't he a little bit more I think but then who knows it's maybe just one of those things I asked we were talking about the, the having big Z's ref I don't think yeah. that I don't ugh. Yeah, there's so many ifs and buts, isn't there? When you're lifting that kind of weight, mm-hmm. anything can kind of trigger it. And whether it's even had a knock-on effect from doing a big lift a few weeks before, whatever, who knows, man. Yeah. But he didn't do it, so no luck. I thought it was strange that he would try and do 228 a few weeks ago and then try and peak again. To yeah, well, there was the big laws was saying that and stuff during the commentary and stuff as well, wasn't he? He's great. Lawrence Shelley's brilliant, a, man. He just seems like such a down-to-earth, sensible bloke. Yeah. It's like again, all the that, strong men, you'd sit and have a beer with him. Oh, totally, man. I need, I need to follow his YouTube channel, actually. Um, he put, he's, he's a good devil's advocate. Absolutely, yeah. Well, that was the thing at the end of the that link that Mark had sent through the other day. Laws got interviewed at the end, and he was just like, listen, Thor's a great mate of mine, but he blew it, do you know what I mean? He's not got a leg to stand on. He got away with murder in that Viking press by, like, dropping, uh, coming out of the lift far too early loads of times as well, so... I mean, he should have had less reps than he did ultimately, but he's a mate, so do you know what I mean? 
he, he did what he did and that's it <laughs> there's no ifs and buts about it it's just like one of these things you know he's just the voice of reason he's really cool man aye cracking big guy yeah but next um, week then so it's this Saturday Tom's doing the this Saturday aye. Atlas Stone isn't it 286 kilos <laughs> now, I mean, we can't even lift that off a deck off a bar that's and he's going to put his hand around a big boulder the you dude know, like, has a wingspan though Oh, he's not like named Albatross for no reason. That's outrageous. He's got he all the potential, doesn't he? If any strong man would ever take up boxing, you'd want him to do it. I mean, <laughs> stand in one corner. Doosh, doosh, doosh. Oh, aye. <laughs> that would be like Lennox Lewis just jabbing folks from like eight feet away. Aye. So, talking of the, 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 the mentality, right? If he gets that kind of killer instinct about him, He's got all the tools to be just like smashing yeah. it for years. He is. He's autistic, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. So again, he's got that, being on the spectrum and it's, people say, oh, it can be a Henry Lanner. It's just different. But the benefits, the benefit to it is, I mean, a lot of the kind of issues with autism, that is the kind of, kind of social aspect. But mm-hmm. in terms of that, so that can be a hindrance, but the actual kind of that bloody mindedness of just, focus on one thing mm-hmm. you give them the order pick that up okay yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's no ifs doubts it's, and it's that kind of that's what's kind of cool about him is the fact that he's admitted himself that he's got um, because of his autism that he struggled and his brother and the guy they've helped him strongman trains helped him over the years and he's starting to kind of he's starting to grow with it yeah which yeah, is really totally. cool that he's, he's learning to kind of adapt to the world that he's in Aye. and but he's still got that sheer single-minded vision of that's getting picked up. I mean, you see him in Dubai when he done the kind of was it the was it the ten Atlas stones? Yeah, forty-six or something. And you're like that. Outrageous, man. <laughs> I, he's got all the tools to be just yeah. a world beater for years to come. Do you know what I mean? He's, he's like, uh, again, he's like six foot eight, six foot nine, something like that. He's like a young four. Well, almost, that's it exactly is more, yeah. I think but better potentially. Ah, again, it's just it's channeling it the right way, isn't it? It's getting the backing and all the rest of it to to give him that chance. But do you know? Do you know one thing that surprised me about his brother Luke in the interview? He was saying that maybe next year he'll get a nutritionist, and I'm going, yeah. What? what? I know. You're going right. Wait a minute here. That you're going. You're trying to be an elite level athlete, and you don't have a nutritionist. And I'm going. Yeah, I mean, he said that he said itself. It's only recently that he's stopped working in the rigs and all that, though. Eh? Yeah. So again, if he can, I think both of them because he's now been able to commit full time to his training. Yeah. I think there's going to be some cool. You should see some good improvements there. Yeah. Them. Well, I mean, that's what he was saying. Um, up to recently, his biggest lift on the log was like one seventy or something. Yeah. In the past, sort of three or four years, whatever, and he went from like one seventy to two thirty almost. Aye, it's that's insane. crazy, man. Aye. I mean, 170's amazing to start with, but <laughs> to put that much on in that, that amount of time. But the, again, Aye. that's just it's having that focus and that, that drive then, isn't it? Yeah. I think if you could get, and again, I'm no expert on it, but if you could get a nutritionist to just help his recovery, energy, stuff like that, and boost the, get a sports psychologist. Yeah. I think that would be the thing that could change him. Right, okay. You see him, you see him in a couple of the, the last couple of years of competitions, there's certain times when it starts to get a wee bit tough and the pressure's on a wee bit, yeah. you start to see him move slightly. Aye, so uh, you get that with the two of them though, it's just like they're, they're unbeatable at certain things, but then it's just that having that all-round quality, yeah, certain, certain ones they just, they just don't get it, do you know what I mean? They'll just, I, you see them just There's an element of self-doubt. Yeah, yeah. It's almost as if again... Like that Scottish mentality, you see it when they go away to when Scotland football team competes. They can be phenomenal and then they blow it and you're like, it's almost like, do we deserve to be this good? Does, do we deserve to actually be okay at this? And uh, Should we be up here when we're just a small nation and no, uh, we're just two regular boys? And it's that like, underdog attitude like, all the time, isn't it? I, I mean, it's like, it's, and I hate, that's what I hate about it is the fact that we celebrate, we celebrate mediocrity. We go, They've done well to get a draw, you know what I mean? They fought like, <laughs> totally. they fought like warrior lions and stuff. And even though they lost 5 0, they gave it every yeah. ounce of blood and sweat. And you're like, glorious no, and they defeat. weren't good enough. Aye. They get pumped. Just, I mean, you look at the best out there that 
they despise losing. Yeah. Right. Well, I because nobody likes losing, right? If you can turn around, oh, you know, I mean, it's okay, yeah, but I gave it all I had, and you're like, no. And the one thing I will say about Luke is he came back and said, you know what, next time I'm getting this. Aye. Oh, he was raging. He saw, as soon as he failed that first one, you saw him, he was absolutely raging. Got it. That's what I say to Fee, it's like, I can't even imagine how angry he must be just now. I know how bad I am in the gym when I feel a <laughs> shitty lift that doesn't count for it and it isn't heavy. <laughs> no, it's not so even his warm-up weight. Yeah, totally. It's like, yeah, it's like you were there that time with the deadlift, weren't you? She's just like, mm, aye, very good. <laughs> that was all your fault though. Um, yeah. But, I, I, I couldn't even, I can't even imagine how angry he must have been missing that to break Aye. a world record when you know there's like, well, I thought I looked at the wee thing, there was like 8,000 people, 9,000 people watching it online on that channel, uh, presumably more elsewhere. Yeah. Aye, that's a, that's a proper gutter, that one. You'd be yep. distraught. <laughs> I don't imagine he was talking to anyone for a few days after that. Aye. I bet his wife decided, oh, um, I'm just going to nip out to the shops for about a week or two. <laughs> totally. Do you know what surprised me watching it, actually? How quiet it was. I thought, like, the two of them, I thought, like, his brother and that would have been right in his face, like, giving it the proper Icelandic warm-up and all you that. You had Thor's gym, they were all screaming and yeah. going for it. And there was, just, there was just, no buzz. It's totally silent, aye. I thought Tom would have been, like, giving him the, the proper G-up and all the rest, but maybe that's aye. just how they train normally, I don't know. Or maybe... Yeah. Maybe because of the cameras and stuff like that, they were trying to be more focused or whatever. Who knows? Mm-hmm. You'd, 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 uh, you would you would think that that must be what it's like normally. Otherwise, it would be a really weird environment, and that would knock you as well. Yeah, because I would. If I, I know if I was <laughs> if I was in this position doing a two thirty log lift, ha ha ha. Um, <laughs> you would want it to be the same conditions as you're used to. Like in every aspect. And again, that was the thing at the start when Big Z made him switch his belt round to the side. It's like, how much of a factor did that play? Albeit a little tiny thing that, that shouldn't matter if you're used to the same Aye. thing. And I was saying this to Lucy and Fee the other day. It's like, so many, like we just daft superstitious things like probably in training he's worn that hat all the time when he's been doing his lifts or yeah. he's, he's putting his he wraps on his right wrist aye, it's all the same ways left, so if one little thing goes immediately like albeit in the, the far reaches of your brain something's going wait a minute what I don't like this this is different now you might not even yep. register it but it's there it's amazing mean? the number of athletes I've worked with that have said to me look train without the clock train with the light in your face train facing a different aye. way train with different kettlebells train with or without your just take wee aspects and change it all the time yeah. so that you develop that resilience to any any changes that can and probably will happen on day because yeah. can you remember any time in your life you've had the perfect practice session the perfect gig or the perfect training session no such thing man it doesn't happen but everybody chases it and they're always looking for the there's not going to be perfect just go and pick the bloody thing up and go for it just, yeah Obviously, put your hat. You've got your process, but make sure that that can't. You know, you've got your things that can't be changed. Yeah. But then look at the things that can change. Maybe, like you say, your belt position. Do this. Do that. And it's change the wee things and get used to being adaptable. Yeah. But aye, again, when it comes down to a lift like that, you could have the perfect setup in the perfect session, but it just might not happen. Aye. It's one of these things, nah. man. It just there's so many fine margins in it. But I, I reckon Tom will do it on Saturday, though. Yeah, I believe Tom will. Yeah, I'd like to think so. Uh, there's loads of good stuff though. They've been adding more as well. Um, hold on, he says searching for things in his phone on a podcast. That's always exciting. Um, sorry, Tom Stoltman. <laughs> then it's Alexei Novikov doing giant dumbbell for reps. Random. Um, that Rhiannon Lovelace bud doing. Um, she is quite scary. Yeah. Um, she's doing Atlas Stone World Record lady version then there's the American log lift um, deadlift for reps two guys versus each other then there's other stuff added as well um, I had Julius Maddox 800 pound world record bench press what's 800 That's pounds insane. in kilos quite a lot presumably 350 right hold on uh, measures 800 800, 800 divided by 2.2 800 divided by 2.2. 2.2 pounds in a kilo. 362 kilos. Does that sound about right? Yeah. 400 kilos. What's the difference between pounds and pounds metric? Pounds metric. 
Other than one's heavier than the other, probably. Um, it says pounds, 362, but pounds, brackets, metric, 400 kilos. I think oh, the thing metric basically where they just, they do it, they kind of round it down, so it's two kilo, two pounds to a kilo, but it's actually 2.2 pounds to a kilo. All right. In the truth form. Anyway, it's really heavy, so that's going to be fun to watch. Aye. Um, so yeah, there's loads of good stuff. Check it out. Coresports.world, I think, is the website that's broadcasting yeah. them all. You find it on most of their Instagram channels. Aye, you will do. Yeah, probably. I haven't said that. I watched it on that actual website the other day. I did. It. I watched yeah, the whole thing on the Rogue's channel on YouTube. But yeah. I find myself watching more YouTube these days. I'm getting peeled down with the kids and all that. I never used to watch things yeah. on YouTube. I think now I can cast it from my phone and it's on the TV straight away. Aye. I find it's myself... TV's months. I don't, I don't know about that. Disney Plus, mate. It's all good. <laughs> apart, from, apart from Disney Plus, but general TV is crap. Oh, your actual peasant tail is pish. Um, I've just realised the time. I'm going to need to head in 10 minutes. That's cool. So, as long as you give me like two minutes that. just to let Fee bring all the shopping in so I don't need help. That would be good. She's messaging me there going, can you help with the shopping, please? Ah, I'm podcasting, we'll two, love. I'd love to. We'll, we'll, do, a, we'll do a two minute wrap up. <laughs> right, very quickly then, right. On that note, uh, more listener correspondence. Two things. First of all, uh, we had a lovely review from Lisa, I think. Yes, I'm assuming that's her name. I don't really know. Aaron's missus. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, thank you. That's very nice of you. Wait a minute. Was that a nice review? That was a great review. Wow. I know. It was good. So that's Thanks, good because what things like that mean is the more reviews and five star ratings we get, the more people can find us and the more people can listen to our shit. So that's good. So can everyone... And more people like, and more people like Kathleen can get to hear your dulcet tones and get a cheap thrill. Yeah. How you doing, Kathleen? Oh, yeah. You all right? Keeping well out there, <laughs> I hope. I miss you. Um, so if everyone who's listening can take two minutes, right, to go onto iTunes... Go to the podcast section of iTunes, type in Gains and Pains, and then leave a review and a five-star rating. It doesn't need to be an essay. Just say we're really funny and entertaining and informative. Five stars, boom, send, right? right? And it means more people can find us and enjoy our lovely voices. Right, swiftly, moving on after that, more listener correspondence from Laura, my good pal Laura, who asked for exercises to help her lower back. Because she was chewing your stuff Ooh. and saying her lower back's kind of niggly. So what are good exercises, briefly, that will strengthen your lower back? I can get into this as well because I'm quite old. Yeah, first of all, we need to look at what is actually causing the problem is it lower back. Is it from sitting too much? Is it from an injury or weakness? Usually, She's a cellist. There's a possibility it's occupational. If it's occupational, I might be wrong. then... You could be looking at potentially hip flexors, so we need to stretch off the quads, stretch off the hip flexors, just to allow the pelvis to kind of tilt back into its right in its neutral position. Strengthen the hamstring, so again that kind of pulls the pelvis back in, and that takes that alleviates the pressure off the lower back. Mm-hmm. Usually, if the lower back's jamming up, the glutes aren't doing their work properly. So that's another thing you would look at is doing like um, your glute bridges and single leg glute bridges. And then doing your, your back raises, kind of Superman one, where you just lie on the floor and lift the chest up. Yep. Um, I think I mentioned posted to be video and you can lie on the floor and lift just your thighs up off the ground. Yeah. Uh, lying face down, right arm, left leg, and then left arm, right leg together stuff. So you're just working across the diagonal. Yep. Uh, doing those kind of drills and planks, building up the core strength. Cool. So it's tailor well, Laura, get in touch. Yeah, I was going to say, best uh, thing to do is just get in touch with you and get a, a, a Honestly, get in touch with It's There's too many too many facets to it that it could be one or the other. So um, narrowing it down takes a, wee bit of, takes a wee bit of kind of question and then kind of experimentation on it. Right. And then once you know which what area it is it's causing the issue, you can target it. Cool. Because you could hit your head doing a million and one back exercises, but if your hip flexors are tight and Aye. it's tilt, Putting an anterior pelvic tilt, you're never going to get anywhere. Cool. All right. So, best thing to do, get in touch with Scott, and you can do that at Scott McLaughlin Performance Training. Yes. Yeah. Uh, if you want to talk to me about drums, I'll just chat because we're pals and I'm really good fun. Um, 
I am at Drummer Chimp or Instagram or just my name on the other places. And that's that. That is. We will be back next week for more fun mm-hmm. and informative times. In the meantime, and we'll be reviewing Tom's. Tom's. We will. We'll talk about Tom's triumphant um, Atlas Stone Lift. Atlas Stone Lift, yes. All right. Is that it? We're Happy done. days. All right. I need You're to go done. help with the shopping. You need to go and pick up your kids. Have a lovely week, I need everyone. A dump. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye, guys.